You're listening to Strictly Business Podcast with Lindsay Williams. South Africa's cabinet has been adjusted. With me to discuss the adjustments and their implications are Nazmira Muller, head of SA Investments at 91 in Cape Town, and investment director Nkumelene Taviwa, who is also at 91 in Cape Town. And Nkume, can I start with you? I know you're very well versed in South African politics, more than most, I think. How much of the reshuffle last night or adjustment last night was hastened forward by the recent insurrection? Or how much of it was just a normal reshuffling event which happens occasionally? I think to start, what we expected from the reshuffle, the first item or the most immediate thing was around uh, security given the event that has happened. And what you've seen, the entire security cluster, at least to the extent of defense and intelligence, has been changed with uh, the new minister coming in in defense and the intelligence being moved to the presidency, which is something that was recommended by the Sidimu Fomadi report. uh, uh, And Sidimu Fomadi has been appointed actually to be the security advisor to assist the president from intelligence perspective to implement the report that he himself drafted. So that element, the security cluster changes were purely driven by the events that we saw over the last couple of weeks. You're almost answering the implication of my question. It was brought forward because of the security aspect and President Ramaphosa and his team said, okay, we need to sort out security and at the same time we can make some other adjustments as well. Is that the fact? Okay, let me go back. We have expected a cabinet reshuffle for a while, actually over the last four months, and then we had the unrest. The unrest changed the nature of the cabinet reshuffle in that you had uh, massive changes in the security cluster. Before that, there had been vacancies and the president was intending to fill those vacancies, uh, one in the office of the presidency, and there were also possible changes around the health ministry given the scandals uh, that we've seen over the, the, the Minister of Health. So those changes were pending, but the event of the unrest changed the depth of the changes that were eventually implemented by the president. Very good. Nazmira, was the finance minister also a pending event, in the replacement of the finance minister a pending event in your opinion? Hi, Lindsay. I think it was a bit of a surprise to see the finance minister departing at this point. But I think what we must bear in mind is the Minister Tito Mboweni has been clear for some time that he didn't see this as a long-term commitment. And indications are was that he was looking to leave after the MTPPS or possibly a little bit after that. So it didn't make sense to do a broad reshuffle in early August and then to make another change of that magnitude later in the year. Nkumi, you want to speak about the finance minister? Uh, the new finance minister, I mean, in Ogodongwane, uh, it was a bit of a surprise for me, but the way I look at it, in terms of ideology, uh, he has been pretty much one of the most liberal economic minds within the party. He's the guy who uh, nicely navigated the issue around prescribed assets. He did the uh, same uh, tactical work around the expropriation of land without compensation to the point where we now are possibly going to have changes without changing the constitution and uh, he has been broadly the most influential policy guy on the right side of economic policy within the ANC so I'm quite comfortable with this ideological perspective of course I mean there have been commentary about his past and stuff but I mean none of the issues that are in public media kind of stuck so I'm quite 
comfortable with him and uh, also he's the type of guy who will actually be present in the in the office uh, of the Minister of Finance. Nazmira, do you think the new finance minister will change policy, will divert from the existing policy, influenced obviously by the outgoing Tito Mbueni? Lindsay, I think the broad policy thrust will remain intact. You know, as Nkumi said, um, this is quite a market-friendly finance minister that's coming in. I think what's also important is that he will be much more engaged with his team. You know, I think from the outside, we often underrate the importance of a minister in building the institution. And Tito Mboweni has always said this wasn't a job he really wanted. He did it under a lot of convincing from the president. And I don't think he has spent much time at all building the team there. And we need a minister much more engaged in doing that. So I think that's another positive. And I think policy largely remains intact. I think the question is, given that we're in a situation where revenues are likely to be quite strong this year, um, there will be a push for slightly higher spending in areas, notably the wage settlement for next year. We've already concluded this year's. And what we need is Minister Godangwana to hold the line on those. And that, I think, we'll have to wait and see. And Kumi, let's look at Modli Gungubele now, uh, taking on what is essentially a prime ministerial role. Is he qualified for this? Uh, do you think he will thrive in this position? Yeah, I mean, uh, he's one guy that I've been kind of watching his political career over the years. He was uh, MEC in Houghton and he did a, an excellent job as the, the mayor of Ekurulene. It was one of the best performing metro in, in South Africa. And we have seen him coming up against uh, the state cap quite earlier on in Zuma's administration when it was not fashionable to do so. So he come across as highly ethical man. Um, when you listen to him, he is very strategic, and it's a guy, in my view, who will be able to kind of change how the presidency will function. In the past, we've had uh, some decent ministers in the office of the presidency, but their focus was more on communication than coordination. So uh, in Gungovela, you've got a guy who's quite strategic and understand that he needs to coordinate the rest of the cabinet is senior enough in the ANEC to kind of pull the other ministers in the right direction. And uh, in my understanding, listening to the discussions from political commentators, uh, some of the guys in my circles, he really intends to do play a prime minister role of some sort and the president uh, go and play golf once in a while. <laughs> That's very interesting you say that, because my next question to both of you, and uh, Naz, I think you take it first, is does this consolidate the president's position of power? It was threatened, I can't remember when it was now, two or three weeks ago, with the civil unrest. But now this, I think, stamps his authority, not only on the government and the cabinet, but also on the ANC as, as the ruling party. Naz, am I being too fanciful when I say that? I think that he has certainly put key allies into key positions. And I think the appointment of um, now Minister Guggenmela is, is an important part of that. So I, I think you are seeing that consolidation. I mean, it's not as decisive and as far-reaching as you, you would see from someone less consensus building, but it's, it's probably a good balance. Very good. And Kumi, do you think it's a bold move? What has happened? Obviously, it's been brought forward, as I suggested in previous questions, and I don't want to repeat myself. But do you think this is a bold move? And do you think it sends a message not only uh, to uh, certain factions within the ruling party, uh, but also to investors locally and overseas? 
I think it was a bold move in the sense that uh, he consolidated power. The president consolidated power around uh, uh, people who are loyal to him. Uh, also, quite ethical. If you see the the elevation of ministers like Senzo, loyal and quite competent, ethical, Gunguela, loyal, ethical, and you look at the likes of Enoch, has been a very close ally of the president as well, and it's a, I mean, it's a strong economic mind. So you, you are seeing, uh, the emergency of a, a group of cabinet ministers who are strongly aligned to the presidency that consolidate power in cabinet. And uh, it actually sent a very strong message to the rest of the ANC as well that you can't just do what you want. You've got to be aligning yourself with the president's perspective. So I think it achieves that in a way. Now, just to finish up with you, what I always do after these sort of events is have a look at my screen and see what the RAND is doing and see what the bond market is doing. And I think the RAND has behaved beautifully. Other people were saying, well, look at the spike in the RAND or the spike down in the RAND against the US dollar. But I think people have said this is a responsible move. Are you seeing that continuing today? Yeah, I think there hasn't been much reaction from markets to this. I think they have taken it in their stride. I mean, quite honestly, Lindsay, at this point in time, um, we are there's much more sensitivity to what the payrolls number is going to look like this afternoon and whether yes. that's going to accelerate bed tightening. And, and I think that that's the only comment I'd make is we are in a delicate global environment at this point in time, and therefore there are questions around the change in finance minister given the delicate global moment. I think that Minister Gongwana is going to have plenty of time to um, prove himself and gain the confidence of markets, though. Um, so that's what we, we need to see happen. We need to see that, that that happen over the next few months. And I think he is very capable of doing that. I said that you would have the last comment, but I've changed my mind because I want Kumi to come in and say now, do you feel more secure and more confident given the political environment that's just been unveiled last night? Yes, I certainly do, because I expected the president to start to show his hand and he's done that. I expected the president to consolidate power and he's done that. And that set a base for him to implement or continue to implement his reform agenda on the economic front and governance, which is done uh, relatively well up until now. So I'm really looking forward to see how the continuations of government reform and economic reform goes with this base that is created for himself. Nkume, thank you very much for your time. That was Nkume Taviwa, who's an investment director at 91 in Cape Town, and he was joined by Nazmira Muller, head of SA Investments, also at 91 in Cape Town. The views and opinions expressed in these podcasts are those of Lindsay Williams and various contributors and do not reflect the policy, position or opinion of any other agency, organisation, employer or company associated with strictlybusinesspodcast.com. Assumptions made on the analyses are not reflective of the position of any other entity other than the speaker or the author. And since we are critically thinking human beings, these views are always subject to change, revision and rethinking at any time. Please do not hold us to them in perpetuity.